welcome to another edition of the Topcast podcast. Um, tonight we're going to have a lovely little chat about Chelsea just basically getting swept aside by a very, very dominant Liverpool team. Um, there's a fair bit to get through and to discuss it, um, I have Jay Reid Liverpool. Jay, how are you tonight, sir? In the words of our friend Thiago, how are we? Oh, splendid. Splendid. Excellent stuff. Love it. Good. Uh, yeah, um, good, good. So um, we've got Jay, we've got Beryl, I guess, out in the Netherlands. Beryl, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine and, and still in the Netherlands. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm on a high, uh, high on on life and uh, you know uh, winning streaks, etc. Yes, normally when you combine the, the the location of the Netherlands and the term high, it means something else. But um, we'll we'll move along. Um, and I've also got Chief uh, out in Berlin, Neil Patterson. Chief, how are you tonight? Yeah, I'm grand, doing well. Great game yesterday in City. Just, our Wolves have just pulled one back, so uh, not too bad, yeah. Good, looking forward to, to getting into this and chatting about the Mighty Reds' domination of uh, FFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, listen, Chief, I'll stick with you. Um, we rolled in, and I suppose I suppose we may just start where we start. We start at the back. The the, the name of the team sheet that, that kind of stuck out. Everybody was Fabinho, not so much for the fact that his name was on the team sheet, but where it was on the team sheet. So he comes in, he plays centre half, and it's it's just it's it's funny now how Van Dijk's only the second best centre half in the Premier League. <laughs> he's strolling about. He's strolling about there. He's absolutely dominating Werner. I think maybe it was a concern for a lot of people. I'm sure all the experts and pundits were like, oh, for being used bounding and exposed by Werner's pace. Well, guess what? You get no change out of him whatsoever. And it gave us a real platform, real platform to build from. It was a great performance. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, the first thing was that you, you noticed that. So, you know, we were a bit surprised because I don't think we knew about an injury to, to Gomez or, or even really to Matip beforehand. But um, there have been a lot of talk, obviously, uh, over the summer or the brief break that uh, Fabinho could very well play a good few games at centre back this season. And you know, while a few people were uh, a little bit worried, you know, quoting or referencing Man City last year with with Fernandinho and and so on, it's slightly different in Fabinho's case in that he has actually played the role before and and quite a few times. So it's not. It's not literally a central midfielder having to fill in centre back. It's it's someone who is pretty comfortable playing centre back, having to fill in at centre back, and and so it proved obviously um, not wanting to go, uh, not wanting to attack uh, on the Van Dyke side, Van Dyke Robbo. They went the the usual kind of they as generally happens they picked picked our right. They went on on Trent and tried to expose Fabinho. Werner played that side, and as you say, he. He dominated him, Fabinho. He, he, he put Werner in his pocket. He emerged. I think he had four successful tackles. I think he had more ball recoveries than any other Liverpool player. Um, I think maybe any other player on the pitch. He certainly um, led led us in terms of defensive stats. And um, yeah, it was, it was a very good game from him. Once they realised that uh, they weren't gonna really gonna get any change from that avenue, I think they were pretty much devoid of ideas because, I mean, that was basically their tactic. Soak up, soak up the pressure, try and find Werner, have him try and isolate Fabinho and, you know, try and get something that way. And it, it just wasn't going to happen for them. And 
after a few efforts, a few attempts, and getting no change, Werner, as we said pre-pod, began to look less and less interested uh, as the game slipped away, and obviously the red card, and so on and so on. So we'll get into that. But yeah, Fabinho, Fabinho played well, and for one, I was not worried beforehand because we'd seen him play centre-back quite a few times, and I hope that's allayed the fears um, of uh, others because I don't really think... It doesn't seem like we're going to go out and sign a centre back, and I don't think we need one on that performance. I don't. I don't think there are going to be any more signings now. Um, I think that. I think you know we've 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 stopped the we've stopped the larder. We've brought the three lads in. You know there shouldn't be any fears about dropping Fabinho in there if and when we have to. And you know there'll be obviously some knee jerk reactions going. Well, why don't we just start him there every week instead of one of the other two? Um, and on that performance, you know. I suppose why not, but you know, there's just there's just suppose there's bigger issues than that to discuss. But Beryl, first half, really controlled performance. Really I thought what stuck what stood out for me was the tempo that we played at and we pressed them really high up the pitch early and it seemed to be kind of the front three pressed really effectively, with Firmino particularly on on Jorginho. But then also I noticed Nabi Kaida kind of joined the three to make a four pressing from the front just to stop Kovacic kind of been able to get his head up or Jorginho and play those balls and get that early ball into Werner and you know we we made them have to do things at a, a million miles an hour and that nullified the majority of their threat and as Chief said the, the, on the rare occasion that did manage to find Werner Fabinho had it under control uh, I was critical about our pressing game uh, for the Leeds game and, and I, I didn't think uh, Nabi did very well uh, on that front uh, last week, but uh, he he was uh, uh, he he was he was doing really well. I I thought he wasn't you know he wasn't stellar. He wasn't doing anything um, you know uh, spectacular or something with his passing, but he he was good. The ball circulation was good, and he was pressing. Um, I think uh, very uh, uh, competently, and we. Didn't give him a sniff, except for you know you, you you're you're always bound to get uh, some chances against you, and you know we we are pretty good at defending them, and we have a pretty good uh, a goalkeeper. So yeah, it, it it wasn't worrying at all, um, especially after um, Fabinho um, you know showed that that he was capable of of, of playing uh, as a central defender after the uh, first few encounters with uh, with with Werner. I was I wasn't worried, but you know I was. It's not a good thing to uh, to not have any defenders on the bench uh, except for Tsimikas, uh, who is a left back. So I, I, I you know, we we were a bit thin on that side. So I was I was not really worried, but uh, not very comfortable at the same time. But you know they they proved uh, they proved me wrong and 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 our 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 pressing game was a lot better than last week. It was on the on the Dutch TV. The uh, the commentator said that the game was in balance uh, until the red card. But that that was that was you know you 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 weren't watching the game if you thought that was in balance. We were we weren't giving them a sniff. We were uh, having them in a stranglehold. But I thought our tempo could have been. Uh, just a bit better, uh, and our crossing wasn't very good, and there was some wayward passing, uh, sometimes from Hendo, sometimes from um, from Trent and 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 Robbo. So you know we we weren't 
at our best. And at the same time, we didn't give them a sniff. I, I was um, actually impressed uh, in that sense. And uh, and I thought um, the goal was inevitable. And um, if uh, Chris, uh, what's his name, Christensen, wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have fouled Mane, uh, that that would have been the goal. So you know, it, it, and that it showed it was inevitable. I thought. Yeah, hundred percent. And Jay, that really was the turning point. It just cemented our dominance um, in the game and of the half. And you know, it's kind of ironic because Chelsea were looking all game for that that long ball over the top in behind into Werner to try and get an advantage. And actually Henderson gets his head up and he just clips this like driven, uh, what 60 yard pass and Manny's movement's amazing. He's on the end of it like a flash. And I think there's no, you know, there's no question it's a red card. There's no question he's getting there before Kepa and Christensen probably would have done better turning out for Ulster um, at the weekend, the way they played as well, because they probably could have done with tackling like that. But up to that point, we were very, very comfortable, very, very in control, don't you think? Yeah, just on the red card, I can't believe that even if you are the opposition manager, which Frank Lampard claims to be, that he, he thought it wasn't a red or he, he debated that it's, it's the most obvious decision of the weekend. And even the fact that the referee had to question it and then look at it again after he gave a yellow just shows the incompetency of the referees in our league. But we won't go into that one because we've already been over that minefield many a time but we, we, were, we were dominant we just needed to maybe step it up a little bit we were we were in control and it was always going to go one way the results after 10 or 15 minutes you knew that and I think Timo Werner knew after 10 or 15 minutes he weren't getting any change out of Fabinho as much as he tried we just needed to put two or three passes together around the box and we'll we'll get to the second half shortly but that's how we got the opening we just upped the tempo and got a bit more pace into our play but we have shown in the past that we can mix it up we can go long and I mean some people say it's that route one direct football it's just it's just using the tools that you've got and when you've got players like Manny you were that clever to to come from outside in and Henderson probably got the right golf club out the bag there and just played it straight down the middle. I don't think you'll see a straighter pass. It was a it was a no brainer decision what he was doing and I think I'd had Manny have got to it first, he probably would have got an trick on the day anyway because he looked electric sharp and I, I think you can already tell this season after Moe's hat trick last week, Manny's got two this week that, that competition's already on for the golden boost in terms of them two the they have this internal battle like Trent and Robbo do with the assists with them two it's the goals and you can you can tell instantly that it's one day it's going to rumble on all season I think one of you said before the pod that you've got money on both of them for the golden boot and you wouldn't know which one it's going to go to but I think going to the Everton lad down the road so I think one of you said in for the banker there <laughs> yeah that's um, that's fair enough so Chief before we get on to the second half, I think we talked at length about how we haven't maybe defended as well as we could have um, over the last few games, you know, going into the back end of last season. And, you know, there were maybe few alarm bells for some people after the Salzburg game in pre-season as well, because let's be honest, that was only a couple of weeks ago now. But I thought we defended brilliantly. 
Um, I thought our shape was so good. I thought our pressing was good. I thought we made them have to do things at a million miles an hour, and they just couldn't put any real kind of consistency of passing moves together. And there's one occasion where the ball went down the left-hand side, Havertz kind of played it across. I think Mount gets on the end of it and slides in Kante. And you think he's going to shoot, but Robbo's there and Virgil's there. And then he turns around and Genie's there and Hendo's there. And seven or eight seconds later, it's back with the goalkeeper. It's back with Kepa and he ends up kicking it out for our throw-in. Did you see, did, did, did it feel to you like we'd stepped it up a level in that regard on Sunday? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think a lot was made of the fact that we conceded three goals against Leeds. I think more so than the, than the pre-season friendly, although, you know, I take your point on that. Um, but certainly there was talk in the media, oh, Liverpool don't look as sound. Oh, Leeds are, you know, Leeds were unlucky not to get a point. Obviously, if you looked at the actual stats and expected goals, and all, Leeds were not unlucky at all. They were very lucky to get three goals. <laughs> but Yeah, and Guy Neville then, Guy Neville trotted out the line of, do you think? Jamie, do you think that they should maybe think about moving their line five yards further back? Yeah, well, you know, Gary Neville was never happy playing a high line. <laughs> so, um, no, nor coaching, you know, but no, and it's that's not something the, the club's going to do or we're going to do. So he may sort of leave that one in the garage. I think, as as you mentioned, you know, you mentioned Trent and Robbo, or uh, maybe Jay mentioned Trent and Robbo have have their um, their competition, and and you know Sadio and and um, Mo have their competition and and whatever. But you know, the back five uh, as a unit have their goal, and that is to keep clean sheets. And you know, we won the league last year by essentially having a. Of course, we won a lot of games, but we won a lot of games because we it was either one or nil generally, you know, in in the goals against columns. We didn't concede a lot of goals, certainly not before um, lockdown. So it was important, I think, to get back to that. And I think they would have felt that, you know, they would have wanted to get back to that as quickly as possible. I'm sure Klopp would have as well. Allison's got Golden Gloves to win. You know, Verge has got Player of the Year awards to win, etc., etc. Liverpool have got leagues to win, so I think it. We did see a step up. I think it was probably something that they they worked on and something that they talked about amongst themselves and said, right, we want a clean sheet. And uh, I think we, as you say, the um, the shape, the uh, the pressing, the work that was done off the ball, um, just on that Kante one. Like, I mean, if he had just shot first time, he might have had a chance. But as soon as he takes a touch, you're absolutely right. He's got no avenues at all. Uh, it was quite an amusing one, like because uh, he, as you already say, he, he has to go all the way back, um, and he's in the box actually whenever he receives the ball. So, um, so yeah, I mean they they didn't have a sniff, they didn't have a shot on target when it was eleven v eleven. Um, so uh, we were biding our time, and whether whether Mane scores there or whether Kepa takes him out, if if um, Christensen misses or you know whatever that was that was a pivotal moment in the game and we'd worked up to that to scoring basically and doing something massive just before half time like we often do and so it proved I think it took four or five minutes in the second half and we're going to get onto that in a bit but um, yeah the the work was done and 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 it showed yeah so look onto the second half then and let's just talk about when the game was won here Beryl um, the first goal. 
It's brilliant. I love it when the front three all combine. Bobby and Mo kind of reverse roles with um, Bobby Bobby giving the giving and going, um, and Mo with the lovely little like. Salas Pass is underrated. Salas Pass hasn't been talked about enough there inside the fullback. It's perfectly weighted um, and gives Firmino a chance to get on the end of it, get his head up and pick Mane out, and it's a really good header. Um, and those little quick combinations in and around the box, are, they're what we needed to break down a team that, as we said before, you know, regardless of how porous they, they might be, you know, we haven't found it easy scoring against them at Stamford Bridge. But we looked so good and so sharp to enter and around the box at times. Absolutely. You know, um, this is, um, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say anything is lacking from from, uh, from Liverpool's team uh, last year. But in, you know, if there was just a tiny thing that, you know, could have been improved upon was uh, playing against um, teams that, you know, uh, j- just defend and then and, and hope. Uh, that you don't score against them and, and maybe they, they, they sneak a goal in or something. You know, uh, like uh, a mid-tier uh, team that would line up against you with just a defense and, and, and no plan uh, beyond that. Uh, and Chelsea did that. You know, they, they did that with 11 men. And, and, and with 10 men, it was, it was obvious that they didn't have any other plan than, than, to, than to defend. Uh, and, and, and the way you, you have to carve through such defenses is by you know by menti- mentally um, tiring them by uh, by um, passing 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 uh, sideways uh, and and you know changing uh, the flanks uh, and uh, until the moment they they've just lost their co- uh, concentration and and, and uh, concede a goal and, and that's what we what we did but we did it within four or five minutes it was it, it, it was as you say it was it was a wonderful goal it was really well worked and and, and uh, what's especially good about it I, I think is 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 the change of tempo so so we, uh, we even within those first five minutes of the second half we we changed the tempo uh, sometimes it went really quickly and the ball circulation was 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 at a very high tempo and and then we slowed just a little down and then we picked it up again uh, I think the pass into um, Firmino was from Trent and then you know the rest you you described that adequately it, it was it was it was beautiful and and it was when when Salah gave the ball to Firmino even you know when he was preparing to give that ball Mane was already moving just taking a step back to get uh, of uh, in the inside of of uh, what's his name uh, Reese Reese James and and he was lost at that point and it was a wonderful goal it, it, I, I was um, it, it it was very nice to see that we can carve up these defenses very easily if uh, you know some um, and and I, I, I we'll get onto the fact that that there was someone at, at the base of that uh, at that midfield that probably s- uh, was speeding up things. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Um, so Jay, I suppose let's just do it, will we? Um, Let's just do it. All the caveats apply, of course. It's against 11 men, second half coming on fresh. But he's just a joy, isn't he? He's just a joy to watch. <laughs> the Thiago lad, he really is. Uh, you know, he's just, just, he just strolls about. Everything 
everything's one and two touch. Everything's quicker than it needs to be. I think, you know, I think he played about about fifteen no look passes. You know, just for just for crack, probably. Um, He's got a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> he'll um, get a game, like he'll do what. Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll get minutes. He'll get minutes. There's no doubt yeah. about it. But you know, some of his passing was really inventive. He's, you know, metronome, whatever term you want to call it, the fulcrum, um, pendulum, blah blah blah. But I think the thing that I that I that stuck out for me the most was just how quickly everything's done. Everything's bang bang bang. It's bang bang bang. Everything's fast. Everything's quick. Um, it's kind of like someone puts an equation, a math equation in front of you and someone who's good at math, and they have the equation done before you've even worked out what the first symbol is. He's got that pass away before I, as a spectator, watching it at nearly a bird's eye bird's eye point of view, even realise what's going on. It's just gives us so many other options. And it was hard to pick a kind of player that we didn't have before. But boy, it's just an upgrade in every sense of the word, isn't it? Of the highest order. Yeah, he's playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. He's he's that good. He's he's three steps ahead of everyone. He he knows what he's doing before he's got the ball, and you can't. He's, he's, it's hard to, you can't teach that because you obviously can, but it just you don't just get it simply. Like if you've got it, you've got it. If you haven't, you haven't. And probably ninety nine percent of players in the world haven't got that ability to know exactly what they're going to do before they've even got the ball and if you can make the game look that easy where you can find yourself in space without actually probably moving three or four yards then that that shows your ability as a footballer rather than just a player like he knows the game in his head and there is a famous quote I can't remember who said it like the first two or three yards are in in your mind and in his case, it's the first five or six yards because he's always got space, he's always got time. And as you said, that it was hard to pick a player who who we were missing or what we needed. And if you look around our midfield, we've got like Ginny and Naby, Ox, Hendo, Fabinho, even the likes of Curtis Jones now coming through. They've all got qualities. They've all got something that they bring to the team, something different and. We've all used the term the horses for courses, but this is a full of breath. This is this is a lad who, who's who's good for any course. He's he's good over any distance. He can he can do it all. And when you put the whole package together, then then you realise what what you were missing is such a special player. And I think the hype was there that we all seen probably seen him more because the lockdown highlighted the Champions League and that mini tournament that they had and. Obviously, the, the talks with us going in for him probably started in June. And deep down, some of us thought, yeah, it's nailed. Some of us thought it wasn't. Others hoped, others doubted. But we all watched him and we thought, yeah, he is a player. And is he really this good or is it just this good because we won him? And it's only a cameo. It was only against 10 men. But you can only play what's in front of you. And he done that. And it just gives you an appetite for what's going to come next. And you know now that it, it, the possibilities are endless. He, he didn't play with Fabinho in the middle, which is what a lot of people probably think might happen, is they'll play in a two or they might play in it with 
those two sitting and one in front of them. They could play in a three, but whatever he plays, he's going to find time and space and he's going to dominate games because he's that damn good at football. So it makes us a scarier prospect for the league. Now, if, if you're City and you watched that yesterday, then you worried instantly because they were already playing catch-up of 18, 20 points. They're playing catch-up of 18, 20 points with arguably the, one of the world's best midfielders. I think he's there's probably him and De Bruyne in that category of midfield quality at the moment. There's probably no one else out there. Chief, I'll give you a crack at Thiago as well. I'll give everybody a crack because why not? You know, um, we, we talked at length about the significance of the signing and the profile of the player, but it's it's like watching it's like watching an, an artist at work, isn't it? It's you know when we talked about the potential signing, and God knows we talked it to death over the weeks, like didn't we? You know we talked about as been mentioned, you know it's something a bit different, something a bit special. You know we we talked about uh, he's got the pedigree, being a Barcelona, being a Bayern, and you know you, you, and we rightly said you know we don't want to do any of our own. Current or you know the the, the current crop any disservice because we had a great midfield who'd won the Champions League and and won the Premier League and you know beaten a city side that everyone thought would dominate you know English football for a decade, but when you see him play something else, huh? Absolutely something else. It's you know Jay just said it there. We we've now got our De Bruyne, you know PFA Player of the Year. Well, you know there's going to be a fight now. It's not just going to be big Kev. You know, you talk about the first few yards being in your head, and that's you know absolutely right. It it is one of those old sort of football adages and 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 quotes, and it's it's absolutely true. But you know, he's got it's like he's got an a total picture of the whole pitch, knows ex- exactly where everybody is, where they're going to be, um, exactly what he wants to do with the ball at any given time, or when he's not on the ball, exactly where he should be to intercept. And win the ball back, and it it just it just it it's just a joy to watch him. I mean, without without wanting to say that phrase too often, like I mean, without wanting to sound repetitive, it 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 is another level. You know, Fabinho's a wonderful centre midfielder. Jordan Henderson been brilliant, is brilliant. You know, Naby Keita, we're all we're all mad excited about how he's going to develop. We all see the the potential there. Genie's been a fabulous servant and he's going to stay for another season and, and we need him. You know, the list goes on, but you drop a Thiago in there and it, it's we've instantly gone up a level. You know, everyone wants to step up to him. He wants to step up and show them. You know, you get that that whole kind of bounce. And you, you imagine like him coming into training the first time they, you know, see him sort of play for 10 minutes, whatever. You know, it's, it's a massive deal for, for someone to to leave the current European champions and just say, you know, no, this, this walk away from, from a, from a contract, which was, was lucrative and on the table when they wanted them to stay and just say, no, actually, I, I like the look of this project over here that these lads know what they're on about. Um, just going to go here and, you know, for us to be ready and for him to just slot in. I mean, I think actually what I've not mentioned is that he had, he had just arrived. I mean, he arrived on Friday. He had to be registered, and he's playing 45 minutes on Sunday. And you know, we know we, we've talked before, but you know, will he need to be bedded in? Other signs have needed to be bedded in, and 
you know, I said he probably won't need that much, but but I, I don't think we'll see him straight away. Wrong. First game, first chance he has to play him, he's he's on there, and maybe it is because of the circumstance, because it's it's ten men or whatever, and um, you know we feel that we don't need the the extra solidity in midfield, and we should, we should just go and take a stranglehold of the game. Um, but whatever it is, he comes on, he absolutely dominates the game, he runs the show, and he looks as if he's been playing for us for two three seasons already. Didn't didn't put a didn't put a foot wrong. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, he gives away that penalty. For me, it's not a penalty. There's no contact there. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to go into it too much because it's, it's immaterial in the end. And actually, it was good because, you know, it gave Alisson the chance to save a pen and give, you know, give him a boost. Just give, give everyone a boost. So, you know, it is what it is. But he was just, he's just phenomenal. And it's so exciting to, to, to have him and for it to be a reality. Yeah, um, it was funny. I was down to the bar watching it with Johnny Anderson and a couple of other lads. And when the penalty was given away, someone got up and shouted and sent them back to Germany. Um, <laughs> but, but Beryl, we're not going to do that, are we? We're not going to send them back to Germany. I think we'll be happy enough to hang on to him for a couple of years yet. Yeah, yeah. I think we should hold on to him just, just a few years. But, you know, it, 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 as as Jay said, as Neil said, it's it, it's a joy to watch him, and and I think uh, the main reason for that is that that this is a man who really loves to play football, and he, he he's not you know if if one um, critique was was leveled at our midfield was that it it was workmanlike even uh, we would have said that, and, and and this is what they were supposed to do. This is what you know they they facilitated. Um, uh, the rest of the team uh, to perform as well as they uh, have uh, have done, and and we won a Champions League uh, and uh, a Premier League with that workmanlike uh, midfield. You know, if you if you can can get a player who uh, not only has some very interesting uh, qualities, which he showed right away, um, but also works like uh, you know uh, like those workmen. Uh, and because you know uh, this is this is someone who who, who runs uh, like any other defensive midfielder, who tackles like any other defensive midfielder, who even um, um, he isn't very tall, but he even w- wins some some headers, and and he he's he's a very aggressive uh, defensive midfielder. So he he does the, the 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 dirty work, and he's also very talented. Uh, he. Uh, he did this, even in this game, you know, giving those passes. Um, when you think, okay, he can't possibly pass to him because you know he's shielded uh, and there's someone in the way, but he he still does it, and it's it's uh, again it's a joy to watch because he loves doing what he does, and and this is why he's probably playing for us now because he thought it would be fun to, um, uh, you know, bring his qualities. To England, uh, and and after w- winning everything in 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 Spain and in uh, in Germany, now win something in in the other big league. Uh, yeah, it's it's you know I I, I can't describe how uh, how I was you know every every little pass I was watching uh, I was you know <laughs> I was exhilarated by him just giving a a, a tiniest. Because he does everything with flair and with with 
uh, you know, there's class. There. He, he wants to show off, even giving a, a just just a little pass to, to Fabinho uh, two meters away. Uh, not 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 to show off in the in the sense that you know just look at me doing uh, some really normal stuff, but but you know me doing it. But uh, th- there is there is a, a a playing joy there, and 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 I think and it rubs off on the rest. I I instantly saw the difference in our team. They they not only just gave the ball. Every ball they could give uh, to a man they they've just met 48 hours ago, um, but you know th- they started doing these interesting passes as well. You know, and and they and they could do it. So until that point, they were maybe feeling a bit inhibited, and um, but they weren't an, anymore. And it was, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward for this season. It's 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 going to be maybe even a better season than last year okay but you know maybe i'm getting ahead of myself now but <laughs> this is how i feel at this point well that's what it's about Beryl. this is what football's supposed to do for you it's supposed to make you feel excited and make you be you know feel like a child again and it it, it kind of does it brings back all that that uh you know child childlike excitement that you used to get when robbie Fowler stepped onto the pitch whenever you were you know, 15 that's, or whatever. That's exactly uh, how I feel, <laughs> like a yeah, child. It really is. It's 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 fantastic. And and just on Tiago, you know, I think that's that's the one thing that we really haven't seen. We haven't seen a guy come in from a side that dominates their league or, or is dominant and plays with the high line and plays with the ball all the time. You know, we're very... Our profile of player is very much so coming from a, a side that maybe kind of mid-table, maybe he's having to scrap, isn't isn't always going to have a lot of the ball, you know, is going to have to sit deep and defend. But you can drop a guy like Thiago in there because all the behaviours are already there. He knows to, he knows to press front foot. And I know exactly this situation, the header that you're talking about, I noticed it as well. You know, the ball's in the air and he's, he's, he comes in and attacks that greatly. But... All those behaviours are there. He's he's got he's got Alfonso Davis out the left hand side, except it's Andy Robertson. You know he's got Kimmich out the right hand right hand side, except it's Trent. Um, and he's got Nabry, and he's got he's got all these he's got all these similar similar attributes around him. So, you know, by all accounts, Klopp just said just just go and play your own game um, because it's not that dissimilar from what he was doing before. Um, and you're right. Everything's that little bit quicker, and with the, that enables enables the other guys to to play these more inventive passes because they've just got that fraction more time because they get the ball that fraction earlier, and the difference that can make is absolutely incredible. Um, because as you know, this is about fine margins. The, this game, and especially especially at the highest level. But Jay, before we you know before we talk for another hour about about forty five minutes of Thiago against ten men. Um, Mane, Mane's Mane's unreal. There's two two performances that stand out for me, and I'll come to Mane first with yourself. I know you're a big big fan. Um, we all are. Um, but the first goal is clever. It's 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 instinctive. It's a striker's goal. The second goal shows everything about his everything about his work rate and everything about his endeavor and his desire. And you know, he was just just really in the mood. He was just looked so fit and so. So up for it, you know. That goal, you could just see it. 
and my. You saw what happening before yeah. Kepa even got the ball, didn't you? And there's a there's a clip from behind the goal. Now whether it you don't know whether it's true or not, but Bobby shouts and points as if like he's shouting to Kepa to give it to where he gives it, and he does. Now <laughs> whether that's he shouted it in Spanish, Portuguese, or whatever, and he's fell for the trick, but. You could see as soon as the ball went to Kepa, Mane was on his bike. He was already closing down because he knows he's a weak link. He knows if you pressure him, you will get something out of him. And he, he closed, what, 15 yards of space in about a second and a half, two seconds. He was on his toes and he it epitomises him as a player that he, he sees things. Like we say with Thiago, he sees things that other people don't see, but he sees danger. And he knows when to pounce on it, and it's the unpredictability. And I, there was a tweet come out today about his goal record. He's equaled, or he's better than Ronaldo's goal record in the Premier League in less or the same amount of games, something like it along them lines. I'm not sure exactly. I think it's the same amount of appearances. It's two. It's two. It's two, two more goals, goals more. but yeah. in this, yeah, in the same amount of games. And I retweeted and said he don't, he doesn't get the respect he deserves because I don't think he does. Like whenever you see. News stories out Liverpool, it's it's Salah and Mane, as if like Mane's the second foil to Salah, like and last season for me he was arguably the player of the season, and I think De Bruyne got it because of he carried City a long goal season. Not that they were in a title challenge, but he just he carried them and he scored some phenomenal goals. But any other year Mane wins that hands down because the amount of key goals that Mane scored. Only Liverpool fans, I think, really, and a few a few pundits and a few media outlets do appreciate the way he does and and the phenomenal that he, player that he is. But I just don't think and he Seth gets the credit. I've seen that today, yeah, but I just don't think he gets the credit he deserves, and that that's fine. Like he, he gets on with his game, and he's a humble person. He doesn't want the high the highlights. He doesn't want the the fame and the glory. So maybe that suits him down to the ground, and. I don't, I don't know, it's just a little inkling, that, a little thing that bothers me is like, he doesn't get the same praise that Salah does and he's arguably just as important as Salah. But but yes, that was, that was his game yesterday. His, his instinct and his desire to, to see something pounce on it and put it away. And I love the fact that he's still copying Bobby for me in those celebrations. You've seen the little... Jink with the arms that Bobby's done in the past. <laughs> yeah. He's on to where he's still, Bobby's still, still, still Yeah, he's they're still the having a great time, aren't they? They've won all their trophies and they're just still out there just having the best time, knocking their pan in and having the best time ever. As soon as Bobby scores another one and comes out with a, a fresh celebration, because that's what Bobby does, then you know for a fact in the next game or two, Manny's bringing it out the bag too. It's, it's, it's good to see because it's they're, they're epitomising what we, what we see is we're... We're enjoying what they're doing on the pitch, and they're clearly enjoying it too. So it it goes hand in hand, and it's just hopefully, hopefully we get back in that stadium and see them doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jay's Mane was brilliant, but see for me as well. And Jay's absolutely right that Mane doesn't get the credit he deserves, but neither does Salah. Salah's performance has hardly been mentioned yesterday. Mane gets the goals. Thiago comes on. It's absolutely, you know. Just a joy, as we've discussed. But I thought Salah's performance was unreal. Um, he, he decided to he decided to do that playmaker game instead, where he's, he's coming inside. He's almost taking up number ten positions. He's linking the plays, trying those little 
dinked passes. You know, he was, for me, you know, he might have been what some might say on the periphery, but he was doing all the great little link work. He was working really, really hard. Um, he gave Alonso no space to get forward. And I thought his performance was mature. It was a performance of control, of great decision making. You know, we say, you know, he's, he's too greedy, he's too selfish, but that wasn't a selfish performance. That was anything but a selfish performance. I thought it was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we, we mentioned it maybe last week after the Leeds game, um, whenever he had that, you know, scored the hat trick and, and looked, but he looked, what we said was he looked relaxed. He looked like he'd, he wasn't snatching at things. He wasn't on his own case, you know, where he, he may have been in the past and he has been in the past. He just looked all very zen. And it was kind of a, you know, a zen performance. Unfortunately, with, with, in the wider media, in general, um, Liverpool don't get the credit they deserve, um, even now that they've done what they've done because of what happened with COVID. It's not really, last season's hardly had any attention paid to it, really. It's like, oh, it's over and we're on the new one. And yeah, Liverpool won, but, uh, you know, it'll all change again this year. Um, it's kind of been able to just be sort of brushed, brushed under a little bit. Um, I'm sure fans of other clubs would disagree, but in, in in my opinion, um, you know, as I said, generally in the wider media, while while there is uh, an acceptance that, that Liverpool are a great team and and ha- or were last well, last season, not enough focus is actually put on the individual players unless they are scoring forty four goals in the season or something like that. You know, where where it is something crazy, um, because. I think that we're often referred to, they often refer to our front three and how good the front three are, but, but they never actually take apart the individuals and, and talk about individual performances and unless that individual has scored a hat-trick. You know, as you rightly say, Salah is, plays an integral role. He's involved in everything good that we do. Um, and he's very much involved in, in the first goal. And, um, you know, he's, he causes problems all day long, every day. Whether he has a, an off day in inverted commas or not, he's uh, always always a thorn in opponent's side. They always have the two, three, four men on him, and um, you know this season he, he looks, as I said, he looks zen, he looks sharp, he looks focused, he looks relaxed, and um, I think he's going to have a, a great season. I think his performance was was excellent, but I think there is a danger in, in the wider media to to, to fawn over. Manchester City and their individual players and, and make a lot more out of them and just regard the football. Oh, yeah, they're a great team, but individually, you know, they're they're not that good. You know, they're they're not they're not you know they're not this, they're not that, they're not Kevin De Bruyne. You know, whereas uh, or or they're not Sergio Aguero. Whereas, um, in all honesty, I think you know there needs to be serious serious attention paid because these are the top players in in world football at the moment, uh, and that's a fact. So, uh, so yeah, long may I continue, and I'm glad we've got them both, Mane and Salah, because they're both absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's hard to get away from them. Firmino gets lost even further down that list when they talk about the front three, and he gets, uh, you know, he gets his kudos every now and again because people kind of remember um, because he'll maybe have a great game. But you know, it, I think I mentioned it earlier on. It, it's 
that first goal, there was everything that was great about us, but everything that we've everything that we've evolved to become. Where beforehand it was those three breaking from the halfway line from a, from a, from the opposition corner, being headed yeah. away, and now they've just gone and they've showed you know what we can actually we can play you know two three one touch passes. Firmino takes it, slows it down, then it's bang bang bang, and it's four one touches, and it's in the back of the net between the three of them. And you know these guys can do it all. Absolutely, that's how good they are, and it's not it's not heavy metal football anymore. It's it's any way you want, you know. We'll we'll un, we'll unpick you, and it was a, that that first goal was 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 a beautiful thing. It really was in football in terms. It was gorgeous to watch, and um, yeah, uh, they were all involved, and they all showcased just how good they are in that. So those front three then, um, Beryl, are not going to be supplemented by some boy from Wolves. Um, and as you said earlier on pre-pod, we probably should have left him there for another week. But we've got Diogo Jota. He's 23. Um, the 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 Mane comparison stats have been flying around left, right, and centre. So we probably don't need to go over those again. But to me, he let he let his skill set lends itself to just exactly what we've talked about, where teams are going to set in against us, and they have been doing, and it's going to happen more and more and more. And, those front three have shown that they can do it. They can pick teams apart within the penalty area. And, and for me, this guy is very much a small spaces player, if you like. You know, he's not he's not necessarily raw pace. Um, he's a bit more guile and a little bit more creativity and quick feet and, and excellent movement. Um, and really, really flexible. And this is just this is just one of those. Really, really smart signings, and at 45 million, people might turn their nose up at that a little bit and think, "Fuck, that's an awful lot of money." And then I heard someone call him streaky the other day as well, and I'm like, "Hold on, wait a minute, I've I've, I've seen this movie before. Let me think, what was it? Oh, I it was Mane signing for 36 million, and me going, someone said he's wild streaky, and that seems like an awful lot of money. So, you know, if that's anything to go by, we've got to be happy with this, yeah." <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. It's uh, uh, again, um, you know, yeah, we were slightly blindsided by uh, by this because you know the, there were no rumors whatsoever until you know the actual transfer emerged and you know was um, was uh, finished. Um, but uh, this is a player I was always impressed with, and uh, I didn't know him um, before. Uh, before Wolves came up into the Premier League, and 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 was this interesting player, and I I, I didn't know how how old he was, and then he he, he turned out to be very young. So I thought, I thought okay. he was about twenty eight. Yeah, and th- this is you know he he, he seems to be um, very uh, what's the word you know he he seems older in the way he plays. Um, I, I'm still searching for the word, but never mind that. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this is you know it's uh, this being the club um, uh, that uh, what's his name George Mendes is using as his farm for for good players he wants to to market later on. Um, and and I, I knew about Ruben Neves, of course, and uh, and I was um, very surprised when he when he went there because they were still in in the in uh, in the championship at that time. But then they came up, and 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 there was this there was this player who was who was quick. I, you you said he, he didn't have um, 
raw pace, but he seems to have lots of pace in bursts, at, at least. Maybe not, you know, um, uh, countering from uh, from your own uh, uh, corner. But uh, I, I'm not not even sure about that. But uh, this was a player that was always. Um, I, I would have concerns about him when we played Wolves. So uh, I didn't think he would be attainable to be uh, sure because, you know, they have lots of money Wolves because of the concern uh, behind them. Uh, there's the, uh, the, the Chinese owners and there's the, uh, the, the Jorge Mendes links. Uh, and so I, I didn't, I wouldn't have thought that he would be attainable, but um, it, it seems that he, he, he and and uh, what's his name, uh, the trainer uh, with the with the nice beard, uh, Dos Santos, uh, something like that. But Spirito Santo, that's what's his name. Um, uh, they didn't seem to get along in, uh, in the latter part of last season, and maybe that that's what gave us the opportunity. But I'm 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 very excited about uh, the prospect because. He has something that is very alike uh, Mane, as you uh, rightly pointed out. Uh, and this is something different than what uh, Origi brings us at this point. Because, you know, he's more physical and uh, and he, he can do uh, other things. And uh, we were talking about Ismail Asara, who has, you know, a, a, a physical build that, that, that's more like Origi. But... Um, but he's also pacey and, uh, you know, uh, has some raw attributes that, that, that might, might have, um, uh, you know, blossomed into a Mane in, in, in four or five years. But this seems um, a, a more direct approach. He, he could fill in this role um, not right away and, and he couldn't replace Mane at this point, but he, he, he could he could do a, an interesting job when when you know when we're not firing and we need something else. He, he could he could do something really interesting, and I'm uh, and and he's he's fit, and we have him. Uh, he, he wore the jersey, so maybe he will play against Lincoln City, and you know <laughs> that might be interesting uh, uh, for him as well. To, you know, maybe score a few goals or you know a goal at least. So yeah, it's it's a very interesting. Transfer that that I wasn't expecting, but I'm uh, excited uh, that now it has transpired. Yeah, Jay, it's uh, it's one of those great ones that just comes comes out of nowhere. It's like, oh, hold on a minute, what's what's happening? What's happening now? Oh right, it's it's Jada, and then three hours later, Jada signed. Um, it was all very Fabinho, and it was all a lot of fun, and it was all a bit show. It's I love those transfers because it's all a lot. Just showing everybody else how it's done. Let's show Man United how it's done, City how it's done. Um, bang, bang, bang. And he's through the door and he's running around, you know, getting medicals and trying his new kid on and attempting scouse phrases. And um, <laughs> that, That's my favourite part of the sign. <laughs> um, but to me, I don't know about you, but, you know, I like this sign, but to me, it, it looks like a bit of an, a bit like Thiago. It's a bit of a, an evolutionary signing where this player's designed to allow us to play slightly differently and be a be a bit more adaptable to what we're going to come up against. Yeah, and I think Bill touched on the fact that like Saar was Saar physically and attribute wise is probably a bit more the Origi mold, and as we've saw on on most occasions. 
Origi doesn't really fit our style of play. Now and again, he has the odd game, usually against Everton, but he doesn't really fit our style of play. And if, if he's a plan B, then very occasionally does it work, where Jota has got the skill set that probably is a more natural fit for our front three if, if one of them was out. So you'd feel comfortable if, if you saw him in the team she's over the you without even seeing him play in the Liverpool shares and play with our players. You just know from what you've seen of him at Wolves, he, he's he's more out to win and he's quite direct and he's quick on the ball, good in tight spaces. And you can see the fact that we've got Minamino sort of as a as a backup in or option to Firmino. Jota now becomes an option wide and it looks as though we're keeping Shaqiri, so that, that in, in essence is your backup from three slash rotation for when games are coming thick and fast, which they are this season. We are going to have to rotate and bring these lads in. They're going to get game time and we need players to come in and let the system work. And as you said, it, it gives a nod to an op- option of a change. So we, we could see a 4 2 3 one with arguably Thiago and Fabinho or Thiago and another or Fabinho and another in the midfield and then we can play Salah up top we can play Mane up top we can play Firmino up top we can play Minamino it just gives us options and it what makes us as you say an evolution in the team for, for going forward this season because there was times where even though we got the points and we got the job done in most games last year there was a little bit of a struggle where teams have maybe sort of figured us out and if we were going in with a 4-3-3 and the midfield at times was Fabinho, Ginny and Henderson purely down to fitness or form and the front three was the front three if if you negated the the wide options from the full-backs and you packed in your backline and sort of frustrated us then we did sometimes look a bit devoid of options where now just the addition of the three players, because Minamino is, is technically a new side, he's only just probably got settled at Liverpool, then we, we've got a whole new dimension to our team and it, it makes us more threatening, not only domestically, but in Europe. And I, I don't want to go back to that Atletico Madrid game, but I think we a lot of it was, was put on Adrian, but we, we played really well. We just didn't take our chances and that could be the key. And, Next season in Europe is going to be condensed if, if Europe being football goes ahead. That, that remains to be seen, but it gives us options. And I, I would fancy us against pretty much anyone. The only one I think who could give us a game would be Bayern Munich, but we, we'd, we'd have more than enough, I think, for them over two legs. It's it's a scary prospect what we've got, but we've got a strike while the iron's hot. And we, we, we've bided our time in the transfer window. Edwards has done a masterclass in playing it out with. Bayern Munich, he got the price that he wanted to get and the Jota deal was a surprise to everyone, but that's how we do business. We we don't go out in the media and flaunt names everywhere. We maybe feed these names out that the media feast on, but in the background we, we've already got our targets somewhere else and we've got that wrapped up and done dusted and I like the way we do that business. It, it's much more professional and it's much more how I like to see things done rather than sagas like, like you see with like Sancho and United, for example? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, it just oozes class. Um, everything about the club at the minute oozes class. And Chief, on Jota, I think the most significant thing about this signing for me is 
a lot like the left back. It's it's probably the last area in the squad where you think if someone goes missing for one reason or another, it compromises the way that we play. Anyone from that front three, and you know you've got Minamino to come in now and and do the Firmino role. Mane has shown that he can do that. Salah can possibly drop in, but you're compromising the wide position then if you do that. But as Jay's described, Rigi does a really poor impression. John is far more like for like, um, and it just means that we can be a lot more ourselves if we've got any kind of absences in those areas. It's a new option. A lot of us, and certainly in the wider fan base, didn't really want to see any too much more of Divock coming on um, as as the fourth choice whenever we're uh, missing one of the front three or when, when we need to change things up a little bit. Um, He's probably going to stay around anyway, I think, unless unless we there are no real strong links for him. It looks like Brewster's the the stronger link away at the moment. Lots of talk about Palace today, um, so it seems Origi will probably stay around and, and bringing Jota in. Perfect age, 23. Um, he's been at big clubs before. He was at Atletico Madrid. He went on loan to Porto. He played there, and then left left. Uh, I think he left Atletico to come to Wolves when they were in the championship. Did really well. In the yeah. Championship. Uh, so he's, you know, he's put in the hard yards. He played for them in the championship. Did really, really well in that division. Took a little while to sort of find his scoring boots in the Premier League. I think he went his first ten games or something without a goal. Then he had a purple. He went. He went. He went thirty games without a goal. I think I heard. It was. It was. It was some some mad uh, stat for a while. But then he, he really hit a purple patch round about Christmas. I don't know if it was last season. It probably was last season. It just seems like longer ago now. Because um, I had him in my fantasy football team for, for a good while. Um, and he was, you know, him and Jimenez had a really good partnership. And then they've sort of changed things up a little bit at Wolves anyway. Um, you know, I think they've maybe even got the replacement in for him in, in Podence. He's a little bit a little bit like him, although John is, um, I think, more... Uh, a little bit more prolific and yeah the, the talk about the streaky nature um does remind me of money and when when someone's streaky i think it especially as a young player it just means they're not consistent yet for me um so and that can that that comes with 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 training that comes with age that comes with um with with um games essentially um so if you're already banging them in albeit in a streaky in a streaky manner uh, at a young age it, it bodes well for the future so yeah, he can do a little bit in wide positions, play off the left. He likes to play off the left, um, but I think he's a bit more effective centrally, and it just just opens up the options. As you mentioned, Minamino already. Um, that's a new player this season, basically, and he looks really, really handy. John is going to be really interesting. Looked like a very tasty player, and I'm, I'm just you know fascinated to see how Klopp's gonna gonna use him and and how much we're gonna see of him, and you know. All that because it is one that's been you've referenced came totally out of left field. We were we did the show last week. We were discussing maybe Saar, maybe Daka. Nobody mentioned Chota. Uh, nobody had a, an inkling. And three days later, he was he was a Liverpool player. So um, so that's how quickly things have moved on that one. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating. But it's only good. All the reports from I've heard a lot of stuff from from Wolves fans in the last few days and and. Riders uh, on Wolves as well, and they're all pretty pretty gutted to be losing him. Uh, they all say he's a, a very very good player, 
uh, and possibly even Wolves' best player. I think um, the, the guy from the Athletic said, um, I think it was him anyway, certainly one of the Wolves fans I heard. So, um, yeah, really, really exciting. A, a brand new option. And, you know, as I said, Divi might be around anyway. But, um, but yeah, as you said, we are not, now no longer looking at, at such a massive drop-off. We're now no longer instantly sighing, oh, you know, I wonder if if Divock can make a difference this week or, you know, when, when we're in that position. Not that he's really ever let us down, but I think we all know where we are with, with Divi. Um and yeah, it's 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 something that uh, can people can feel happy about, confident about, and, and it can silence those who said we haven't we haven't been doing business. You know, we're this, we're that. We've gone out, we've done the business, we've done something completely, completely Liverpool, completely Klopp's and, and FSG's modern Liverpool in, in signing Jota from under the noses of everyone with with no no talk about it. And um, who knows? Maybe he'll go on to become a, a really really important player for us in the future. Yeah, so it looks like there's not really a gap anywhere in the squad now that we've we've got the left back in, we've got Jot in, and we've got you know the best centre half in the league, who's a de- defensive midfielder. So we're going to piss the league again, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I, I fancy us anyway. Obviously, I'm a Liverpool fan, and we we won by by so many points last year. Uh, but yeah, I think we're 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 heavy heavy. Um, favourites to win even though the bookies don't make us that way yeah they're all going to piss the league again uh, I said it in the last talk I believe I heard this really interesting saying it was this uh, Norwegian guy uh, Lars Severson who said if you're chased, being chased by a bear you, you don't need to outrun the bear you just outrun the other campers and uh, if you look at it you know um you might say that that Chelsea have uh, have strengthened, uh, 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 but the others haven't, and we have already beaten Chelsea, and we have strengthened, and we we haven't been weakened, and all the other clubs have been weakened, and our our nearest uh, competitors in Manchester City, uh, I think, are weakened uh, by losing uh, David Silva, uh, uh, and you know. Um, They've gotten some players, but I don't think they they have uh, have addressed the the problems that they had last year. So yeah, I, I'd make us heavy favourites. Yeah, piss the league. That's it. Good enough, Jay. Can you disagree? E- no, nope. easy. I'm not, I'm not fucking around here. I, <laughs> I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna we'll, we'll walk the league, and I'd love to see us get a domestic cup in in the bag. Like, Hopefully by then, all being well, we can get fans back in. The, the trip to Wembley is something that you can't really put a price on because they're, they're such a good day out with getting the coach down, get the train down. And I think it's the, the one thing that's been lacking on, on Klopp's CV at Liverpool is he's not really ever gone after the domestic cups. We got to the final in his first season, but we were already pretty much most of the way through the League Cup. And... I just I just love to see us go out there and get to a final and even if it's the League Cup you get that one in the bag early, then that'll do. But I'd love to see us get a domestic one and I fancy I fancy us for Europe again this year, at least at least the semi finals. Okay, that'll do me. So lads, thanks for joining me and until uh maybe after Lincoln, up they're gonna piss the league again, Reds. <laughs> <laughs>